Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey there, this is Beth Zawalski-Tobias, also known as The Chalk Girl, and you are listening to a brand new episode of Zero Dark Nerdy. Enjoy! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Zero Dark Nerdy, the world's most notorious pop culture podcast. The filthiest of the filthy! This is your boy Brian, a.k.a. El Nino, and today I'm joined with... Ryan Saber, Captain Cleveland, Browns, Cavs, Cleveland baseball team, CLE till I die. Thank you very much for joining us again. We do have a special word from our sponsor that I'm going to let Mr. Saber go ahead and take over on. July is here with tons of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From NBA and Stanley Cup finals to baseball's marquee matchups, there's plenty of lines, prop bets, and futures to love. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Before the next tip off, Face off our pitch, head to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Mr. Sabe with the plug there. Big up, big ups to Bet Online. And of course, big up, big up. Big ups to <laughs> betonline.ag. And of course, our main sponsor, which is the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting network for professionals. So we do have to warn you, there are going to be some major spoilers ahead. Today, we are going to be covering. Saba's July staff pick. That's right. We are doing staff picks on the website. So be sure to check it out. Popculturepodcast.com. So you just committed me. You just committed me to writing something. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. (laughs) We are doing this on the tomorrow war just came out this past weekend on Amazon. So we'll go ahead and kick things off with captain Cleveland and go from there. Yeah. Look, uh, I'll, I'll wait to give my grade and sort of, uh, how I feel about it in a, in a, in summary, I'll start by saying this, this movie is a ragtag band of mostly untrained misfits that really come together by traveling through time to stop a horde of relentless aliens. And then you throw in some unresolved father issues times two. And, you know, these misfit sidekicks for comic relief. And this movie, it's just fast enough that you kind of forget to question realism. And you just kind of enjoy yourself. The New York Times subheadline, I was reading this New York Times article, and it was Chris Pratt leaps to 2051 to save our planet from aliens in this hyperventilating sci-fi spectacle. And that's the best way that I would I would describe this. Chris Pratt is a movie star. I, I think a lot of people maybe aren't there yet or don't realize it, but Chris Pratt is a movie star. He is a main character in a Marvel franchise. He's a main character in the Avengers. He is a main character in Jurassic Park at this point. There's another Jurassic Park coming out. He's charismatic. He's wisecracking. He, he's a smartass. You know, he's fun he's sort of in the realm now where he kind of plays the same character with a little nuance in each one of his roles i think that star lord and the owen grady character from jurassic park are very very similar 
this movie was a little bit different. He was sort of like nerdy, like the Brainiac or whatever, but he still had components of of Peter Quill and Owen Grady. So I really enjoyed that. Bro, this is a summer blockbuster. And it's cut from the same cloth as kind of an Independence Day or an Aliens or, or, or something along those lines. And maybe there's a little bit of nostalgia here, but it reminded me of what movies, summer blockbuster movies should be and or, quite frankly, what they used to be. You have aliens. You have time travel. You have this concept of completing the task or else. You have sort of an unlikely hero. I alluded to it in whole Chris Pratt diatribe there but he's sort of unlikely he's this nerdy science teacher that has a background in the iraq war but you know there's overcoming adversity and to be honest with you it is slightly realistic it is slightly realistic and they connect reality with fantasy they put components of of climate change you know, this idea of chaos when facing the truth because these time travelers come back at the World Cup final and tell the, the, the world, because frankly, that's the most watched event in the world, that we are you from the future and we need you to come save us. And then the world starts kind of going into chaos. And there are slightly realistic components of this that I think make it easy to enjoy. It's fast-paced. It's loud. It's action-packed. There's likable characters. There is a terrifying, and I say terrifying because I am a bitch when it comes to scary components of movies. I thought that these aliens were fucking terrifying. And I told you on the phone yesterday, and I don't know, you in your part, you can kind of agree with me or not. They're like big fucking cats. They're like big fucking lion hunters with spikes on their tails, but they swarm like zombies. They're like ultimate predators, but they're more fast. Like, I feel like if a zombie, or excuse me, if a alien culture would come to take over Earth, like this to me felt, I don't know, again, very unrealistic because it's an alien movie or whatever, but there was slight realistic components of it that really made me enjoy it i give it a b plus i love this movie uh it might have been it might be my favorite movie of the year so far i watched this on monday and i watched fast and the furious nine on friday so my weekend was bookended by my long weekend was bookended by summer blockbusters fast and the furious was fucking dog shit and this was awesome i put it on my much watch my must watch list i would recommend it to anybody and i loved this movie new today on digital pierce brosnan leads a star-studded cast in the action-packed high-stakes heist thriller the misfits also starring nick cannon tim roth and jamie chung a band of modern day robin hoods recruit a renowned thief to help them pull off the heist of the century Hold on tight for the thrill ride of the summer. Buy or rent The Misfits now on digital and on demand. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Movie. Yeah, so Saba highly recommends it, as you can tell. So I decided <laughs> to go ahead and watch it so we could have a podcast for it this week. I watched it last night, and I got to say it was very enjoyable. It was 
you know, nice to see Chris Pratt not be, you know, the comic relief the entire time. Like we have seen in Guardians as well as Jurassic World. He's a little bit more serious in this film. I was yeah. reading that this originally this film had a much, much more serious tone. And they brought in people like Sam Richardson, who plays Charlie in the movie, who is hysterical. He's been a new girl, Veep, Mike, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. He does a lot of voiceover acting and his scenes alone. I don't want to say steal the movie, but that like he is the comic relief. He's uh, awesome. He's great. I mean, just going down the stairs, shit, 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 <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Him and the other black guy who's like super serious yeah. and is like doing like multiple tours and is wearing yeah. the, the horn around his neck or whatever. Like, yeah. I love those two. Yeah, they were, they were great. And, you know, I got to give big shout outs to, to a very ripped JK Simmons as well. That dude has been no. in the gym hard. What did he, what did Charlie call him? Uh, Something oh, Santa Claus. Oh, uh, conspiracy Santa. Conspiracy <laughs> Santa. Santa. No, but, it was so funny. Yeah. Again, Sam Richardson, fantastic in the movie. Uh, I did like the father son element uh, to it. I was expecting a little bit more on like the jump back. Uh, but, you know, it like I said, just like Saba said, it was a good movie. It definitely wasn't uh, like a reboot or anything like that. I would compare it up there to an Independence Day type of blockbuster. This was originally slated to come out December of last year. It got pushed to July of this year, but with everything kind of still in doubt, Amazon bought the film for $200 million, being one of the largest scale movies to be bought by a streaming service since the pandemic hit. So you could see this wasn't low budget, and it was interesting for the choice of director too, which was Chris McKay, and this is his first live action movie. You know him from the Lego movie, Lego movie part two, he did the Lego Batman movie, and he did a bunch of episodes on Robot Chicken, but this was his first live action film and I thought he knocked it out of the park. I, I like the performances also by Mary Lynn. I want to say it's rush cub, but she was, was Chloe, that the, the daughter. No, no, no. That's the, uh, one of the chicks in the beginning. That's, that's there that, that saves them in the tunnel. Got it. That, yeah. Got she, it. she played Chloe O'Brien in 24. She's Genevieve in Brooklyn nine, nine. Uh, she's, you know, she's, she's solid. She uh, was in, she was in, Sweet home Alabama. Yes, she was. She was <laughs> she worked in the in the bank. Yep. Yep, that's it. So yeah, I mean Chris McKay, I thought, did a great job. He's been attached to the Nightwing movie since 2017. Uh, for those of you that don't know, but you should, it's Batman sidekick, Dick Grayson. He's hoping that this will launch that. So now that, you know, I don't know who owns the rights to it. I'm sure it's still DC and Warner Brothers, I'm sure. But now that they've seen Chris McKay in action with an action movie that really is a, a summer blockbuster type feel that first jump scene is visually stunning and yes. kind of insane how they all drop in there and you know from there it's just go 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 uh really never any slow moments in the movie you know there were some sweet ones with the reuniting with the daughter but you know apparently it left him and i thought it was very interesting too that the majority or if not all the people that went in time I guess on their birth certificates died before that. Yes. So, and I also thought it was smart too, because when they were asking if there was any video footage of the aliens, the chicks, like we feel like if we were to show you footage of them, it would drastically decrease the people that, and it, they, they didn't volunteer either. There was a worldwide draft. So again, for those of you that did not pay attention in the beginning, spoilers ahead, 
There's a worldwide draft to bring people in because the military goes in first, half of them get wiped out. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting to, you know, to say the least, that's for sure. So I enjoyed it. I give it about a B minus. The aliens, honestly, like Saba said, are probably some of the most terrifying things I've ever seen on film. Uh, they, yeah, they were just menacing. I, I don't know, to be honest with you now, but I'm going to ask you this, Saba. If you had to pick one, who would win in a battle? Would it be the Xenomorphs from Aliens or the White Spikes from the Tomorrow War? There's so many of them that I feel like, you know, it's sort of like uh, like a World War Z-esque, especially towards the end there when they're all trying to go get the, the queen, the female. Yep. yep. And they're all kind of going in the water. They can swim and everything. And they're just, you know, scaling the walls. Like it's very World War Z-esque. And I I haven't watched enough of the Aliens movies to ever get a sense if there's ever been that many in a pack. Right. So I almost feel like these aliens, they're just very menacing because they're very zombie-like and they kind of converge on targets and just sort of overwhelm. Not only are they vicious and they can kill you with their claws and bite you and have very few sensitive spots, right? Their throat and their abdomen uh -huh. is it. They use their backs as armor, which is, you know, crazy. They're smart. They hunt. They're, 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 they're very predator-esque. So I would almost go and say that maybe the white spikes win. I agree. Cause I think to me, the aliens have too many weak spots in particular, their benefit is, when they die or bleed or whatever, it's acid. So, you know, it's, it's no good for anybody where the, the night, spi or night spikes, the white spikes only have those two weak spots. And they're it, to me, I think they're faster than the Xenomorphs from Aliens. Super fast, super agile. Like I said, they're like lions or yeah. like cheetahs or something. Yeah, yeah, very predator-like. But yeah, they're, they're incredibly menacing, menacing, really scary. But it was definitely an entertaining film. I give it, again, a, a B-. minus. I thought it was good. It was good to see Chris Pratt not be the kind of wisecracking guy, be a little bit more serious. This, to me, is kind of his, even though he's done these films, like his action kind of diehard coming out. I can definitely see him doing more down the road. He's already stated he'd like to do a part two. Would that well, that was going to be my question. Oh, no, go ahead. Would you like to see a sequel of this? Uh, it'd be interesting to see where they go with it, you know, since they technically got rid of all of them. But I could see some escaping. You know what I mean? So, and then there was a whole thing about him coming back to protect his daughter in the future. And I think if there is a sequel, that's what it would lead to. So it's interesting to see, you know, this whole time travel shit does get confusing and weird since they changed it in the past. Does it really change the future? Is it just on a different timeline? Right. That whole thing, you know, they'd have to explain that. And they even said too the timeline thing that they had on this one or the time machine, it was put together with what they say, gum and sticks. Duct tape. Or duct tape. Duct tape. Yeah. And it was just sort of moving 30 years in parallel down, exactly. down the stream or whatever. I mean, I definitely stayed through the end credits to see if Same. there was an end credit scene. I would absolutely like to see a franchise. I think they could franchise it. Uh, they could do a couple different things. There was more than one ship. Some some escaped. Uh, they assumed in the movie that maybe it was a crash site and were there on accident. But what if they really were meant to take over the planet and then it doesn't happen? So they send other ships. Right. Or maybe these are just the primitive, like the base level attackers, and they have this whole 
tier two or tier three of predators. You know, I think they could take it a lot of different directions. Yep. Which may they, they could do a couple movies off of what I just said. Yeah, they definitely could. They definitely could. I mean, and and being an original intellectual property, you know, not being a reboot or a remake, like I said, I think Chris McKay knocked it out of the park. I thought the acting was great. Another funny Sam Richardson moment is when they get to the drop and and the dude is like, welcome to Miami. And he goes, I'm really glad Will Smith's not here to see this. <laughs> that definitely got a, got a good chuckle out of me. So uh, Sam Richardson, uh, just, you know, again, great comic relief. I see him definitely, I mean, and he's been in more stuff too as time has gone on. And I'd love to see him in more movies like this. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. So B minus, B plus from Sabo, B minus from me. Hopefully you guys out there all enjoyed it as well. And we'd love to get your feedback on it. From legendary filmmakers Steven Spielberg and George Lucas comes one of the greatest movie franchises of all time in 4K Ultra HD. Collected together, all four original Indiana Jones movies have been visually remastered with HDR10 and Dolby Vision and state-of-the-art Dolby Atmos for optimum picture and sound quality, just in time to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the adventure that started it all, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dive into the spectacular stunts and groundbreaking effects with seven hours of special features on one disc. Spanning the globe on death-defying archaeological endeavors, if adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Own it now on 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray from Paramount Pictures, rated PG and PG-13. That's going to do it for us on this little mini episode as we reviewed The Tomorrow War. Again, go watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. Coming up next, I'm sure we're going to be doing Black Widow. Comes out by the time you listen to it, which will be tomorrow. It comes out tomorrow, so I'm sure we'll do that over the weekend or early next week. And what else are you guys watching out there? Again, be sure to hit up the website, popculturepodcast.com. Fill out the contact us form. Let us know what you're watching, what you're looking forward to. We'd love to hear it. Give you a shout out here on the show or at least on our social media. Speaking of social media, be sure to check us out. Facebook, IG, Twitter, Twitch, all that stuff. Zero Dark Nerdy. Saba, tell them where they can find the water cooler, the best damn sports podcast on the planet. At WC Sports Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, follow, and subscribe. We are also available on the Believe Podcast Network. Check us out today. Myself, Lou Crocker, we talk about all sports. Right now, it's NBA, the NBA playoffs, the NBA finals are going on. Look, the Olympics are coming up. NFL season's right around the corner. College football season's right around the corner. So there's going to be a lot of awesome stuff coming up. We're even thinking about or toying with the idea of potentially doing some sort of a fantasy draft uh, cross, a cross between Zero Dark Nerdy and the water cooler and maybe trying to bring in some of the guests that we've had on, like a Brad Lambert and some of the guys that we've had on the water cooler from like Sports Illustrated and those kind of things, Alex Gilstrap. So be on the lookout for that as well. And fans, if you want to get in, we certainly maybe could have a couple of fan spots. So, so hit us up on social and let us know if you're interested. There you go. Be sure to check them out. The water cooler. And again, on behalf of everybody on zero dark nerdy, thank you guys so much for listening to us. We're right smack dab in the middle of year three, season four, more fun stuff coming your way. Zero dark thirsty, all that stuff. We're planning a office bar crawl for those of you here in the Carolinas, more info coming your way. You can get all that information again on the website, popculturepodcast.com. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.